Hey, what's up? Welcome to our podcast, Culture and Medicine. My name is Tim. This is... My name is Tim. <laughs> no, he's Tim. My name is On, and that's Ashley, our guest today. So welcome to our Culture and Medicine podcast, where we, as medical students or students in the health field, we try to keep up with the culture, what's going on in the world. As, lo- as well as keep up with our medicine and our study. So welcome. Um, we recently are on Apple Podcasts, so subscribe if you haven't already. Okay, let's get to it. What's going on this week? Anything new? You guys heard? Let's update everyone about Will Smith. So he just got banned from the Oscars for 10 years. You guys hear about that? Yeah, I think I saw I saw it floating around. You saw the news, and he accepted it pretty well as well. So, um, so what I found interesting is that in ten years from now, it'll it'll be back, and then the question would be, will Will Smith be invited back to the Oscars? You know, so that'll be interesting as well. Um, but anyways. I don't know. I I I've been pretty busy with my sub eye rotation, so I haven't kept up with anything that's popping in the news. So you guys got to fill me in. Um. Well, I was watching your podcast last week, and by the way, Tin, you said alopecia wrong. <laughs> that's true. I, I let me just issue a public apology for the way yeah. I said alopecia. Apparently, no, the correct way to say it is is. Wait, did you I say it right? <laughs> Alopexia. <laughs> so I just yeah, said it right just now. The correct way to say it is alopecia. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you. For this guy. Me, I mean, yeah. my co-host even like corrected me, so it's, it's kind of. You both, started on to both make me second guess myself. I had to like <laughs> look it up. I googled it. I was like alopexia, and then Google was like, "Do you mean alopecia?" <laughs> You've been Google now. Wow. Um, yeah, but when I saw the whole thing, I kind of thought, I mean, I agreed with Tin. It was, to me, the slap seemed like an overreaction to what Chris Rock was saying, especially because when you look at the video, he's like, Will Smith is dying. He's like laughing his head off when he first hears the joke. And then it kind of seems to me like Jada was like, bro, what the heck? And then he kind of reacts after that. But originally, or it could be a difference in the editing of the show or whatever, like a difference in time or whatever. But the joke was said, and he was like throwing his head back laughing. And then all of a sudden he comes up and he slaps him. So I was just, I don't know. I think there's definitely, he can be upset about it. I mean, you know, the guy's making fun of his wife and everything. But as an adult, like, do you think it needs to be handled like right away? No. And you can talk about it later and, you know, and if you do talk about it later, it doesn't mean that like you're letting it go or whatever. Yeah. But it was just, yeah, I thought it was unprofessional. And I don't know if he deserves to be kicked out of the Oscars for 10 years. Um, I don't know. That's like, that's, me- but that's like nothing. That's just the, like he should be, you know, fine at least for right. like some Assault. kind of retribution. Oh, yeah. Put like give him like a record or something. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, felony or okay, maybe not a felony, but like battery and assault. Like literally yeah. just getting kicked out of the like, Okay, I just won't show up. Whatever. He doesn't care. He won a lot of things in his life already. Um, right. He but I do want to hear from your side because you uh, because you are uh, a woman. 
and yeah. let's say you know this this was posted by on last week and let's say you had a boyfriend mm-hmm. like you were Jaden situation would you have kind of like wanted your boyfriend to step up and like was that the right thing to do or can i want to just let your boyfriend be passive and not do anything about it you know um it is kind of hard because at first I didn't know she had alopecia either. I thought that was just the way she chose to do her hair. Literally, she looked like that for the past 10, 20 years. <laughs> I don't well, think yeah. I, I don't think I saw Jada Smith with hair, like a picture of her. Um, I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, I would be a little offended if someone had said that about me as well. But then at the same time, he's a comedian. You know, he's up there. He's trying to do he's making jokes. He's, you know. Um, so, but it is also hard because pe- some people are more sensitive than others. So if I were really offended about it, obviously I'd want my husband or my boyfriend to either agree with me or to kind of side with me. Would I necessarily need him to do anything? No, but I wouldn't, I'd be pissed if he was laughing as well, you know, at my expense kind of thing and not really understanding where I'm coming from. But I don't think I would necessarily need him to like go and slap the person or like confront the person because I just think that makes it a bigger deal than it actually is. And I don't really like to draw attention to myself. And so I, I didn't think it was necessary. I wouldn't need my you. So you said that you wouldn't, you wouldn't need that type of action, but like, how would you react? Would you like stop him? Would you Oh yeah, like for sure. Run on stage or yeah. If I knew that was his intention and he was gonna go up there, I for sure stop him because I think it's yeah. an embarrassment to myself, an embarrassment to him, and it's just yeah. Because I'm I'm so pretty low myself, so I don't yeah. Like I said, like I don't need the attention, and that's just drawing more attention to me. And then I'm sure she, I don't know if she regretted having him go up there, kind of thing, with all this like blow up now. But I would definitely, I would totally stop. See him. that that definitely proves my point. Like I, I definitely think there's something going on with Jada. Like she must like that attention. Like I'm saying, the stage from the from where Chris Rock was standing to where Will Smith was sitting, it's a long distance. Right. Like it's like people literally walked it, saw him walk for like thirty seconds probably. <laughs> and Jada obviously knew what Will Smith was going to do. And yeah. she was fine with it. Like, and yeah. did you guys see the clip that they released uh, afterwards? Seeing her like laugh, but like after Chris Rock got slapped, he was like, "Well, Will Smith just smacked her, you know, out of me," and she just laughed. Yeah. So like, she liked this attention. This is something that she like absorbed and it made her feel better. She was proud of it, probably. So the fact that you said that you would stop, like. I think anyone, ninety nine percent of the girls would stop it. Yeah, I, I, that's what I think. That's what I you don't think. Know. You're a man, though. You? you can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I guess we're just different. Patty would stop me. We're different. Yeah, <laughs> I think Patty and I are pretty similar too. We'd we'd want someone to stand well, I mean, up for. Uh-huh. I mean, it's, it's obvious Patty stopped you because you you've been in this situation a lot of time, man. <laughs> Like gr- granted, hey, <laughs> like granted, you were you were under the influence of alcohol, but you know, but yeah, no, you're right. Patty would definitely stop you. He could have been <laughs> drunk too. Who knows? Yeah, that's true. Do they serve alcohol at the Oscar? I mean, I'm guessing it's probably champagne and stuff. I'm sure, they do. Probably, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. How okay, many but he was there. if he was drunk and he did that, would that justify it more for you or no? It would. 
I think he still should still get the consequence, but it would ex- make his action be a little makes a little bit more sense. You're like, oh, this guy yeah. just totally like, you know, drunk. People yeah. who's under the influence right. lose the inhibition and do a lot of stupid things all the time. Right. Um, you know. Yeah. So the fact that he was, I don't think he was intoxicated. Oh, yeah. No, I don't. So, like, know, maybe, maybe he. I think he would just. Yeah. I think. No, he. he just I don't want to be a dead slept. horse, but. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm glad he's finally getting something, you know, some action being done. Um, I just wish more was being done, but whatever. I was excited to see his uh, his movie, because uh, you know I love tennis, and it, he played the father of Serena and Venus Williams, and I was gonna go to the theater and watch it. But literally, like the weekend after, I, I had the movie, you know, ticket app reserved already. But after that, I was like, no, forget it. I'm not gonna watch this. I want to support this guy. <laughs> Maybe I'll watch it when it come out on streaming or something. Yeah, just illegally stream it, whatever. Hey, I'm not gonna <laughs> I don't condone any illegal action on here, okay? okay. <laughs> don't you wanna see like what he won an Oscar for? I I honestly right? think people who won Oscar, I think it's it's all just a big like it doesn't matter what like most of the movies nominated for Oscar and stuff I never even heard in my life and I, Actually, me too. I probably would not even watch it at all. Like, I wouldn't be interested in watching it at all. So I feel like a lot of these awards and stuff is not... Like, I don't really care Like if it won something or not. Like, if you tell me, hey, this movie won an Oscar, I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, okay, let me go watch it now, now that I know that it won an Oscar or something. Mm. That's just me, personally. Who votes? Who votes? Or who, who gets to vote? It's literally... It's not even like... like a nomination. Yeah, that's a good question because I found this recently too. It's not even like a popular choice vote. It's literally just a committee of people. Um, like producers, uh, like big big star people that like order. Mostly white males. Um, I'm not sure if they have like any like people of color in there or like a woman there. Maybe probably a woman. It's but slowly... It's, it's literally just yeah. a committee, a group of people. I don't even know who picked them. Um, I don't think it was like... It's not like we voted them in to be that committee. It's literally just... A, committee of people who's influential in the you know hollywood or whatever they get to decide so aren't they are they called the academy is that what they're called the academy right? is that them <laughs> i think it's so. the club yes i'm pretty sure Whoopi goldberg is the so just that group of people are just like they just call the academy that's the group yeah the academy yeah. award i guess i don't know that could be it <laughs> So we don't have a say. The people who actually watch the movie and spend money to go to the theaters and watch the movie, we don't even have a say in it. That's no, that's no because that's you because you're not film critics. You don't know anything about art. You don't know what's good or not, so you don't get a say in it. Yeah, uh, no, that's like the People's Choice Awards or like um, oh, like like MTV award. movie awards. I've or never something. watched the Oscars. Movie awards, yeah. <laughs> I guess that's why Ashley watches it every year, huh? No, I don't actually. No. I <laughs> <laughs> I don't have cable anymore, so I stopped watching it. When it used to be, oh, it's on cable. Watch it, but now I just kind of look at who wins in the fashion, obviously. Mm. Yeah, fashion is a big thing, but the guys—they all wear the same thing. It's just the no, they don't. The guys totally have an opportunity to wear something else. Did you see Timothy Chalamet? Not everyone's wearing what Timothy Chalamet is wearing. What was he wearing? Well, yeah. He had an open shirt. He's walking all scrawn around in his open shirt. 
Oh, so he's trying to do something different. Okay. I, I, don't, I think I, don't I saw know. like Justin Bieber and people make fun of him. He's wearing like an oversized like suit. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I saw I don't know. They were like, I mean, oh, he, he went to his uh, grandfather's closet or something. <laughs> Maybe. Bringing it back, retro. Well, I mean, like, speaking of that, let me let me tell you something you guys learned recently about dating. <clears throat> so, you guys heard of the peacock effect? Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, essentially, like, um, what you th- what you think of is so like a peacock, like a male peacock would go out and like spread really feathery, flamboyant wings to like uh, attract female mates, and the more flamboyant it is, the higher chance of them um, getting, you know, courting the mate. And essentially, people think of like this is something I didn't know before. When you think of like like let's say for male human males, they they want to do the peacocking, and it's essentially thinks of uh, they think that all dressing like all get all weird and like you see these people going to the club like dressed like really exotically um just look really strange right it's not like typical normal fashion especially if you see it for like fashion designer and stuff too and essentially i mean okay i'm not gonna say fashion design because like fashion is like a, a different view on its own but i'm let's say i'm let's just say like pickup artists and like pickup culture and stuff and they dress in like flamboyant way to because they think that's what peacocking is it's, it's uh attracting the females attention to them and then that's gonna help them Get a chance to hook up with a female and and develop a relationship mm-hmm. but uh so that's what i thought in the beginning too i was like oh yeah so it's just a way to get attention and stuff but yeah. the the psychology the evolutionary psychology behind it is actually not because you dress weird and, and you getting people's attention because usually you dress weird um people's gonna look at you weird and you just be a weirdo right like a lot of these rappers and a lot of these uh like big music stars like Escherin and stuff they let's say just like dressing out of the norms so mm-hmm. essentially the psychology behind it is that it's not because they want to get attention but it's showing that it's called they going it's, it's called like counterculture like they're going against what what people expect so when the psychology is that if you think about it they be people's gonna be the, the females gonna wonder you're like hey there's really a reason why this guy dressed like this he doesn't care about social norms he doesn't care about the the, the culture stuff he doesn't care about people making fun of him. That means he, he might he he probably got resources and he probably like high celebrity status or something. So he doesn't like you know care about anything. So that was a peak. So for me, I learned that I had it backward where I thought it was just peacocking would be you know you gain the attention and that's how you start a relationship. It's actually you gain the attention not because you dress weird, but it's because you sh- you showing them that you can dress weird. Because you have so much resources and everything that you don't care about anything else. You know what I'm saying? Money? Yeah, money could be money, status, like it's all a symbol. You know, money. Yeah. So, <laughs> Wait, that, so you, that was, you're, that was something that. You're, okay, so your original definition of peacocking, I'm just trying to get it straight. So you thought it was just them trying to be different? Like to get attention? Yeah, so like. Is that your definition? Yeah, so the nuance was a little bit more than that. Yeah, essentially, I thought it was just like you just get really flamboyant, you dress really weirdly. To seek attention. That was your purpose. Yeah, and, and then, then you get attention. The real definition is that they don't actually want attention, they just do it because they have resources, because they can. I, 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 don't, I don't see the, 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 real, the real psychology behind it is that 
you do get the attention and girls do get give you the attention but under normal circumstances you know like you see someone who dress weird not in the club or something you're just like oh this dude is a weirdo right so you definitely get attention but for the wrong reason but under like the dating scenes and in the club and stuff you get the peacock effect go a little bit deeper than that so you get the attention but it's not because you look weird it's because there's a reason why you can dress like this and go outside in public and be comfortable with it not because you have mental illness but because you have social <laughs> and you have money and you have like you have all these status that you don't really care about what other people think okay like that's why like, like rappers and stuff like they like the big thing about them is like grills like you know they have grills in the teeth you know flaunting their their status you know like money like i'll have so much money i can mm -hmm. just point my teeth it doesn't matter i look weird you know right. um just look at this money i have so you know that's why girls are attracted to it oh uh, like you certain, something certain backing type of girls you're back yeah yeah you it, it's, your... it's essentially like the same thing the same thing wow. with peacock like why peacock do it because you 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 spend so much energy and resource into making all these nice fetters for for when you could be conserving that energy for surviving right but the reason why they spend all the energy into making all these big ass big fetters and beautiful fetters because it works for them and but it's, let it's me, showing let me. the girls that hey i have all these extra energy that can spend on myself and make me look but really let me good. ask you something though just to just just to bring it up so do you think that the term peacocking for the rich people that have like the status that have the resources do they just feel like they could do anything they want because they have that status like literally they could just wear a trash bag and people will think it's stylish Be because they have like that reputation they're 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 rich they're known for their songs you know so now everyone's thinking oh a trash bag might look cool you know so that's what peacocking is but like if a regular person wears a trash bag it's like oh that guy has a mental illness and has you know but like what comes first the resources or the peacocking no the resource or the style or i don't, I don't know yeah so no that's think? a good point you bring up so it, if you think about it like who start who set the trend it's going to be all the popular like let's say music artists like little wayne uh like little nas I'm, I'm not really sure who's a big <laughs> like cardi b and, and <laughs> uh megan d stallion nowadays right they set the trend and they dress all weird mm -hmm. right when you see them go out like you're like yeah. okay normally i don't see anyone dressed like that let me say some. I'm gonna say. Let me say like uh, an example that I'm I'm familiar with. Like back in the days, because I'm I'm old. But back in the day, was like saggy pants. You know, like was was cool. And like all the kids were em emulating it because it was set by all the rappers. It was very successful. So when all the kids are seeing these rappers and and uh, uh, influential people dressing that way, and they're like, look at this guy dressing like that, and he's getting all the all the women. And he's making all this money. That means if I dress like that, other women's gonna want me too. So all these guys start dressing like that, but they don't understand the fact that it's not because those guys dress like that that get them women. Mm -hmm. It's the money and the status and the wealth yeah. that get them the woman. Exactly. So, so that's what I mean by it's, it's it's like the opposite, you know, of what you think. Yeah. yeah. You gotta have the resources first, and then you could dress whatever you want. But then other people have it backwards. Interesting. 
Oh, no, we, we have Ashley here. We can ask her. Like, you know, would you... <laughs> what, what, do you, what do you think about a theory? Um, I'm kind of lost, but... Okay, so, like, if you take, like, the baggy pants example, um... Like, obviously, I didn't really like that trend. But if I were one of those girls who was into that kind of thing, say, like, I saw, like, I don't know, Eminem or something like that. I love Eminem. I'm going to see him on his music videos. He's dressed a certain way. If I love Eminem and then I see another guy dressing like Eminem, I would probably be attracted I to him. That guy. So, so, yeah. so it works. It, it, so it would work in a certain <laughs> way. Oh, yeah, not because I think, oh, dang, that guy is dressed like Eminem. He's definitely going to have the same money as Eminem. That's not what I'm thinking. Oh, she's broken. <laughs> Wait, but it works because it's because she likes Eminem. Right. So. Yeah, so it would, so like so, so it would attract the, the type of girls that are into those things. Yeah. But if but, someone who didn't know Eminem, but but the whole uh, psychology behind it is that not it's not so these guys dressing like them it's not necessarily they think that that's the cool and hip way to do it, which eventually it turned to cool and hip. But the reason why they uh -huh. do it in the first place, like those the the influential people do in the first place, it's not it's just because they can literally do whatever they want, <laughs> yeah, and still get women. Yeah, I guess I'm more familiar with like the more recent. Peacocking then. So what was the reason peacocking? Well, I think peacocking is like, um, I mean, yeah, you're trying to flaunt your wealth, but you also want to make sure that you're like attractive, right? Because if you're not attractive, then why is anyone going to be attracted to you? Well, what do you mean by attraction? Like physical attraction? Yeah, physical attraction. That's what I think of peacocking. It's like a, it's, it's like a visual thing to me, right? So if someone's going to dress a certain way that I think is going to be attractive more than the next person, then I think that person who's showing off his attractiveness or like the way that he looks, his physical looks or like his clothes or his hair or whatever, I'll be more attracted to that person than the other person who isn't peacocking. I don't know if I'm understanding it wrong. I don't know. But that's just kind of what I think. Well, so, so your definition of the new, the new peacocking is they got to look good to attract your attention. Right. It's a more simpler term than the whole, like, than what you were going into earlier. They're just flaunting because they can and they don't really care about what other people think. Well, see, the thing is, evolutionarily, women doesn't care about physical attractiveness as much as men do about women. Hmm. Like, mm -hmm. what attracts women to a man it's not how good he looks like. He doesn't have to look like, I mean, it'd be a positive thing if he looks like, you know, Channing Tatum. <laughs> but, you know, you see all these, you see a lot of like, that's the reason why supermodels and stuff, they, all these older guys, because they have, you know, a lot of money. And, I mean, initial, attra initial attraction has got to be a lot to do with physical attractiveness, no? Because if you're just going to stand, if you're just going to line up a bunch of people and not have them talk to me, like, how do you think I'm going to be attracted to a person just by the way that they look, right? So initial attraction, I think, is, uh, has a lot to do with physical 
like visual. So how 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 high would you place physical attractiveness, like personally for yourself in a guy? How high would you place it on your list of you know requirements for dating? Um, I think I definitely have to be physically attracted to someone. So and you, that you also- say it's number one. No, 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 no. I'm not saying it's number one. I said it's important, um, but I'm not saying I have to be initially attracted to them physically because that can come later too. Like you can get to know a person and eventually they start to become more physically attracted to you. It doesn't have to be, you know, the first thing that happens, you know? So it's kind of hard to rank it. I don't think it's like one is above the other. Um, you know what I'm saying though? I mean, that's why, you know, another thing that I learned too was like the, it's not just the, the, people look for that little spark in the beginning, but a lot of the time, that's how, that's how a lot of women miss out on guys. Cause just cause you don't have that. What's it called? Have you heard of the term, uh, meet cute? Yeah. Yeah. A lot. I think a lot of girls, that? that's not something new I learned. You want to tell on what it is? <laughs> meet cute. It's like the first time you meet a person and it's like basically it, right? It's like, yeah, your that's, that's essentially it's, it is. it's like. It's, it's more it's more important for girls like girls want that like oh hey oh yeah i i i went on i i was on the bus and then this guy just got on the bus and then he was sitting next to me and then i dropped my things and like they they, they like this little story of how they meet that's why a lot of the time when you get engaged with some girls and be like oh my gosh how did he do it or like oh how do you guys meet and but a lot of the time uh, guys don't really ask that guy just like oh yeah she's hot and he's like oh yeah, okay yeah she's hot but for girls, it's very. I think the meet cue is more for girls. It's more important. That's what they look for. They, that's why you see a lot of in like romantic comedy movies or like. Right, and I think that's where they get that from too. They they see it in the movies and they're like, oh, that's what I want. That's why I want, you know? yeah. But then my yeah. so the point, the whole point I was making is that like the spark, mm-hmm. uh, like you, a lot of girls actually end up losing a lot of like potential connection because they think that you need a spark in the beginning or uh, you know find have a connection right away. But a lot of the time, that little mm-hmm. bit, you give them. There's like a slow burn, you know. You can have a nice slow burn where eventually you, you you learn more about a guy, and you know maybe his personality wasn't too open in the beginning, but as he opens up more, you you can find him really attractive, and he's actually might be a better match for you than the guy who's initially spark give you that little mm-hmm. spark. Because with the meat too, but they don't have to be attractive. It's just the story that do they still have to be attractive though to do the meat cute? Uh, I think meet cute is just like the event. It's like the event, so it doesn't have to do with their attraction at all. I mean, it it probably does, but when you think (laughs) about it, you know. Okay. I mean, if the guy's gonna be attractive, then he's gonna be, you know, whatever he does, gonna be cute to the girl. I (laughs) personally like just the way he comes up to you. Oh my gosh, he's so cute. He's kind of like clumsy, but then he, he got me a drink. And he was so polite, he pulled my chair out for me or something. So, um, I think so. No, I think physical attraction would come into play there too. Anyway, okay. Uh, I forgot what we how we ended up. <laughs> that's what you learn. Okay, yeah, people. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know what else happened this week. I didn't learn anything. Culture-wise, I hope Ashley could fill us in. What's been going on? I'm here for the culture. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, man. Uh, Are you guys on TikTok? 
Okay, so honestly, <laughs> it's hard to tell like what's trending right now because it all has to, it's like your own algorithm. It's like your phone is going to be different from like the next person. So That's true. you want to know what's trending on my TikTok? <laughs> Just a bunch of fashion and <laughs> dances. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I got on to it, but I'm on um, Vet Health TikTok. Vet Health? Gut. Gut Health? Like, gut health uh, yeah. so so what did you learn say? about gut health um i don't really watch see the thing is i, I don't really understand <laughs> how i'm still on gut health tiktok because i don't want you got cut out you got cut out a little bit repeat what you just said Oh, I said, I don't know how I'm still on gut health TikTok because I don't even watch the videos when they come up. I just like swipe. You know, swipe you know, there's I an option that you, you can click on it to say not interested or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what, yeah. That's what I had to do in the beginning because they keep showing me like videos of underage girls dancing. So I just had to keep <laughs> clicking not interested to tell them to stop showing me because I don't want to go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing, same thing with Instagram stuff. Like, I think it's because when you are like, when you are like a male, <laughs> they just automatically start randomly showing you like things that interest male. It's gonna be like girls and cars and stuff. I'm like, I don't want to see any of this stuff. Like, give me some medical stuff and like bodybuilding or something. So you you kind of have to like use that function to cater your interest to it. Yeah, no, I mean, I I mean, I do understand why I'm on gut health TikTok because <laughs> you were watching <laughs> people. So she's she not searching as far as like so she have Crohn's disease. <laughs> no, it's because girls are saying like you have to have a gut like a healthy gut to be able to lose weight. Like you're probably overweight. Oh, okay. That's interesting. That's, that's, yeah, so that's why I'm on it. So people are saying you need to heal your gut before you can like successfully lose weight. We should we should and look think, we should look into this see if this is BS or not. You yeah, you should look into it. I you mean should it's look like into it. <laughs> me and bloating or like I don't know, constipation and all that kind of stuff, which I mean, I think I'm pretty regular. So I don't think that's the reason why I'm not losing weight. That's why I'm confused as to why I'm on it. Like I'm not even watching the videos to listen if I have gut health issues, but like I still get those videos on my TikTok, <laughs> which is weird because I don't. Oh. You know what? Oh. Every health advice, right? I'm just trying to look up some really quick goals of gut health. Like what are your goals that you're trying to achieve? Yeah, you, you know what I learned? What I learned not recently, but just like before, I thought that if you didn't have a normal bowel movement every single day. That's, if you didn't have a bowel movement every single day at least once, that means it's uh, <laughs> something's fine. wrong with your something's wrong with your gut. But it's actually not true because it's like some apparently it's normal that you can some people can just have a bowel movement you know every two to three days and that would be regular for right. them and that'd be normal. Right. So before, <laughs> yeah, so that was <laughs> that was interesting that I didn't you know know about before. Um, yeah, so I didn't know that either. I thought the same thing because all my friends were saying, "Oh, it's you know, you got to go every day." And then I told my dad, "I'm like, I'm not going every day." And he was like, "It's fine." Okay. But then I didn't believe him. But <laughs> okay, maybe maybe it was you. <laughs> that <I> was <laughs> maybe that that's, that's where I learned it from. <laughs> yeah, it's normal. I mean, if the doctor's gonna tell you it's normal to not go like every single day, then I guess yeah. we believe him. <laughs> gut health you know yeah why well, i'm yeah. listening stuff up but so yeah no another 
that that ties into what I learned recently too. Is so there's something. This is what I heard a podcast called Modern Wisdom. So all credit goes to them. But there's something called the uh, anticipatory effect, <clears throat> and the placebo effect is under the the category of the anticipatory effect, right? Anticipatory. Yeah. So you're anticipating something, pretty much. Uh-huh. So for for like for the placebo effect, it's like you think that something's gonna work, then it's actually been proven that you know it's gonna have increased efficacy and like you think this drug's gonna help you it's gonna actually decrease your pain if you think that's gonna work so the anticipatory effect is so placebo fall under the category of anticipatory effect because you can think that something does so the study actually shows that so back then you know i think i forget the time frame maybe like 10 20 years ago where it was a gluten intolerance right like uh celiac disease like gluten intolerance with like three percent in the population right but now, mm-hmm. within the last 10, 20 years, it's increased to 30% of the population. And mm-hmm. it's not necessarily because, and a lot of people, they did a study that shows it could be due to anticipatory effect because there's a bunch of people who's never been oh. you know, diagnosed with uh, celiac disease and anything started. Just because of the increase in education and awareness of celiac disease and gluten intolerance, that these normal people will actually have symptoms of gluten intolerance when they never even eat gluten before in their lives. So, so that was, you know, an interesting thing that you can learn that I learned was like anticipatory effect with actually affects, you can actually like, and then I tie that to, let's say like depression, like you can actually make yourself depressed and you, you know, been so exposed to all these symptoms of depressions and everyone telling that you're going to be depressed and, you know, like everyone's telling you that, oh, being in lockdown and COVID is going to make you depressed and not going to school to see your friends is going to affect your mental health. And I wonder what, how many part of that aspect actually, you know, it's a part of the increase in the mental health in the teenagers and the young people in the past two years. So I thought that was a little interesting. Hmm. Would you say anticipatory effect is similar to like a, a placebo effect? So a placebo like effect is like under, it's like know? under the umbrella anticipatory effect. Yeah. So hypochondriac. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think you can call hypochondriac anticipatory effect because they don't actually have any symptoms with it. You can, you can, uh, you can influence it. You can say like somatic, you know, illness. What what was it called? Somatic illness disorder. Where you actually have mm-hmm. symptoms. Have some symptoms. Yeah. yeah. But hypochondriac they don't have symptoms. They just like really worry about it. Mm. But like literally, this effect will actually make you manifest these things. Well, so they actually are yeah. were diagnosed with celiac disease. Yeah, so act. a lot of them will end up getting they uh, get diagnosed with celiac disease because they have all these symptoms of gluten intolerance of celiac mm. disease. So yeah, that's that's a mm. good that's a book I'm probably gonna end up reading soon. Um okay. yeah. What do you find? You look up stuff? Yeah, so gut health is just, I try to Google hashtag gut health. Um, but I just got basically it's just things that you can do, routine daily things to clean out your gut. You know, drink a lot of water is one of the things. Eat probiotics, you know, don't eat fat and things like that. It's just your normal you know, sense stuff. nutrition thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know, some girls may not know all that kind of stuff it seems like common sense to you I that's guess. true no you'd be surprised what yeah you know. you know 
So I think, yeah, it's cool having it on TikTok and then them reel it. Because I think they're saying like, oh, heal your gut. And then a lot of things will just fall into place. Like your acne will clear up and like, you know, you'll start Mm -hmm. losing weight. It's easier for you to work out and all that kind of stuff. Because, I mean, you know, you drink a lot of water, your acne may clear up because you're fleshing out a lot of stuff. Or, you know, you're losing weight. You're losing water weight because you're flushing it. I don't know, but it's not bad to heal your gut, I guess. But yeah, that's what's been on my TikTok. That and a K dramas. So I don't know what's up with my. Life. <laughs> okay. Oh. Well, that kind of leads me to like. So, <laughs> all the that right there. Do you think those came from like, you know, clinical research, randomized, double-blind controlled studies? You know, to to actually say that this will help your gut health, right? Or is it just some pharmaceutical company that's just trying to get some money and trying to dish out these tips and facts to sell up their stuff? So like, I was kind of reading up on that those stuff and how. Um, some evidence-based medicine that they say, like, oh, these are all, you know, we researched this and this is proven and stuff. But in reality, it's just an illusion. They, they were backed by some pharmaceutical company, you know, that are trying to sell the product. So, like, it kind of scared me because as a medical student, we we're told to always just keep up to date with things, evidence-based medicine, practice changing, you know, medicine because medicine's always changing, management to treatments always changing. But I don't even know what I'm reading is right now. I have to like dig deeper. Like, is there some sort of like uh, department or is there someone like reading these things to make sure it's real? So I don't know what no. your thought is about that. You know, I know Tim, you've been reading a lot of <laughs> trials too, right? You or at least I've, I've been trying to. No, how do you know? Dude, it's you know? dude, it's crazy because once I start digging into it, it's, it, you realize how hard. I think we went we went from the spectrum to where we didn't care about clinical evidence, right? And then ever since COVID happened, there's been such an increased rise in okay. Now we gotta look at all the facts, all the data, exactly. and because of all the misinformation, people's been really good to like okay. Now we gotta look at the data, and we got and what what it, what was the saying that they say is like oh um, you know trust the science, right? Trust yeah. the science. So then we keep saying it's like all oh, science, like hard cap data and stuff. And the, the problem is that, so I think we've been shifted all the way to this side where the, every time you talk about something, every time you make a claim, they got to have hard data evidence, right? And then they're citing all these studies and stuff that comes out. The problem that I saw was that the study that people are citing is not good studies at all. Like they studies that's coming from low quality journals that hasn't been peer reviewed, hasn't right. been... Uh, like checked over by other researcher hasn't kind of like it's literally like the people who send me links to literally say like oh preliminary study that hasn't been pre- as uh preview at all it's just so early and so there's all these things and then the problem is that now people are used like you can literally search up anything on the interweb now and ser- and and search up like studies that will prove your points like you can literally search up well, the same topic like let's say oh uh covid vaccine you know causes increased death rate right and you can search up 
studies that actually tells you, oh, COVID vaccine actually going to cause you to die. And then you can search up the same thing, COVID vaccine actually decreased death rate. And you can search up for like actual studies that shows all oh, COVID actually decreased the death rate. The problem yeah. is that all these studies, like the way they obtain the methods is different. The population size mm-hmm. is different. So I think you're right, man. Like double blind, it's very hard to find double blinded study trials to prove mm-hmm. anything. And a lot of people now just say, oh, studies show this, studies shows that. You know, right. I looked it up, data show this, data show that. And now I find myself, I have to like, you gotta link me to studies so I can look at it. And literally, the, you know, this happens so many times now where I look at a study, I'm like, dude, this is literally like a trial of like, you know, 40 people. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's in like a, especially all the early COVID stuff, and it's in like a country in like, you know, like, uh, Argentina or something. It's like in a small village. And how are you gonna extrapolate these data into the general population? You can't just walk around saying like, oh yeah, uh, doing this is gonna help with COVID this way. And this is how it's gonna you know, treat it. And you're like, no, you can't say that. And it's just so misleading and people, and yeah, and it, I think it's gotten so bad now where I, you literally can't say, I, I literally can't trust anything that people cite or like give me data about anymore. <laughs> I'm just so skeptical now. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. So like as medical students, as you're going to be an intern soon, like this is going to be hard for you to kind of keep up to date. It's going to be more time consuming because you're going to have to sift through all of these know bad studies okay studies and really good ones um i think just for our listeners and like for you know anyone we we, we should like kind of look up a way how to do it you know efficiently and accurately so that we can be confident in what we're saying and to our colleagues and, you know i haven't really thought of how to do that yet well, i thought you were gonna teach us you know try to <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I just wanted to kind of put that out there, you know. Obviously, like right now, I'm just using up to date, but even then, like, I, I know that's, they, they. That's they not, that's not accessible by the public. Of, yeah, it's not yeah. accessible by the public as well. So it's like, I, I don't know. But I just, I just wanted to bring this, you know, to the, to our podcast, to our, our listeners that this is real. Like, there is this illusion of evidence-based medicine because we we don't know if we can trust it or not. So. Oh yeah, you're right, dude. Literally, no. This remind me. It's like literally there was an article on I think I don't know if it was Washington Post or something or like is that or something, and they literally the headline was like, oh yeah, wearing masks is gonna help decrease COVID rate, and then they they literally posted a study right in the beginning of the page, and I went to the study, and very bold. It was it was. You can't generalize it. <laughs> there was so many confounding factors that it's not been addressed in the article. And even the the researcher, the study itself, it literally tells you, like, we can't make a definitive conclusion because there's so many confounding variables. Mm-hmm. You know, like, for example, like, you know, you you do all these studies in, let's say, California, where they have this really strict masking rules and also very strict, you know, um, uh, social distancing and leave the kids at home to school. Right, totally diff- different environment, and then you look at Texas or Florida or something where oh everyone's walking around without a mask, all the kids are back in school, and not wearing a mask or something, and so it's like two different environment that's not being controlled for. Mm. So I think that was one of the biggest things yeah. I, that I made a Vietnamese YouTube channel about video about, but yeah, anyway. Oh. <laughs> you talked about math, okay. I don't want to go there. 
Dude, come on. Like, literally? Okay. <laughs> literally, I don't think this has been a conclusive <laughs> evidence for, for, you know, decreasing COVID rate by wearing literally just normal cloth masks. I don't think there's been a conclusive double-blinded study trial mm-hmm. that shows anything like that. And if I'm wrong, yeah. let me know. Let me know in the comment. I would love to read the study. <laughs> yes. Leave any comments. Really yeah, people have been wearing masks before COVID came. You know, just to prevent. I feel like it does prevent. You know the the transmission of some. Diseases, obviously, right? Yeah, I mean, respiratory droplets, the but droplet the, the problem ones, is COVID you know. is aerosol. Yeah. So, I don't know. For me personally, I feel like me wearing a mask, especially in the hospital, is still very helpful. Not for just COVID solely. It's like for everything else. Have you heard of the term, like, sock dust? <laughs> Was it? Sock dust? Sock, sock dust. You know when you have to check the patient's feet for diabetic ulcers and stuff. You take out the sock and it just goes... When you take out the sock and it's just like a fume of dust. Yeah. See? Oh, the dust skin cells. Times, I'm actually, oh, I'm actually cells. really happy to have a mask cut. I'm like, thank you, COVID, for mandating these masks in the hospital because like... Sock well, I mean, I'm going to coin that term, I mean, the thing, the thing is... <laughs> you, you can just wear that mask that you want, but without the mandate. I know, but then it would be... Back in the day, I'm saying back in the day like it was long time ago, but we didn't wear masks, you know, typically in the hospital, like for everything, you know, like seeing every patient. You didn't have to wear a mask unless they had, you know, the, the contact precaution, things like that, right? But now, at least for my hospital that I'm, I'm rotating at, we, we always had to wear a mask, like that's the thing. You know what I mean? So... Sure. <laughs> yeah, but that's, know, that's, that's in the, that's in the me, hospital like, setting. Yeah, I know. But in yeah, in day to day life, going to the store and stuff like that. Yeah. But I feel like in Japan, like especially the Asian countries, they've always had more people wearing masks in and out in public. Than, but that that wasn't America, to prevent you know? sickness. It's for fine dust. Yeah, they, it's just because they didn't want to get all the dust. Oh, like, really? cause they they all travel outside motorcycles and stuff, and <laughs> I, you know you drive know you're riding that. through it, and you like you're getting a whiff of dust every time a car drive past you. You literally come home and you take your mask off. It's literally a fine layer of dust on your face, except where your mask is. So that's why people wear it. Oh, I think it's both. I think it's both. So like in like Asian countries, like yeah, fine dust. They're like, oh, there's a lot of fine dust today. Make sure you wear your mask, kind of thing. But also, I feel like if you oh. were and they probably would wear a mask as well if they couldn't stay home, you know? Just because that was... I think it was both, but... But more for the dust. Okay, I I, yeah. I didn't know about the dust. Yeah, forgot about that. But Korea has bad air pollution? I didn't know that. Korea looks kind of clean to me. I mean, certain days, <laughs> you get a notification on your phone or, like, you look at your weather app or whatever and looks like... like and it's, if you're in LA, you probably should be walking around with a mask on. <laughs> But the thing is, you know, like, because Americans don't do it. Yeah, Americans don't do that. But I, I feel like the, the smog and stuff in LA is, is just as bad as, you know, maybe not China, but, you know, Vietnam and South, <laughs> South Korea and stuff. All right, look at this article I just found. It said, student on leave after claiming she jabbed patients over a pronoun pin. She jabbed a patient? Yeah, so 
the the head the headline's kind of like weird, but you you hear what I'm talking. So a student at Wake Forest University School of Medicine is on leave, Apple apologizing for a tweet in which she bragged about unnecessarily sticking a patient twice while drawing blood. So she's she's deleted the post since then. Um, the student said she made she did so to make a point about transgender rights, and after the backlash on social media, uh, and she's apologized and deleted the tweet, and they actually put her name out here, so <laughs> they really <laughs> caught her out for this one. But I guess it's because like it was a tw- it's a Twitter oh. thing, so I guess people like saw her, and that's the problem with you know you posting stuff on public and stuff. But her name Kishel Del Rosario, fourth year student, so that could be you on or me. <laughs> I'm done with rotation, so she tweeted that she uh, a male patient joking about she her pronoun pin she was wearing, and she double jabbed his arm. So she said, "I had a patient. This is her quote. I was doing a blood draw on, see my pronoun pin, and proudly laughed to the staff. She her? Well, of course it is. What other pronouns even are there? It. So I missed his vein, so he had to get stuck twice." <laughs> So, well, let me hear your reaction to that. Oh, on left. Um, <laughs> that's so dumb. I, she like proudly posted about that too. Yeah. That she like physically hurt the guy. Okay, not. I mean, I'm sure it wasn't that bad, but like he didn't bleed out or whatever. But just did that on purpose because he commented on her pin. That's so dumb. Yeah. She should get backlash from that. Are you in medical school saying you want to like help people and then basically punishing a guy just because he made fun of you <laughs> or like your pin or your pronouns, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's not, I don't even think it was, I don't think the dude even made fun of her. I think it's not like he's like, oh, you dumb for wearing a pin or something. But I think just the he's- fact that he, you know, didn't believe in other pronouns. Yeah, and that's what made her like decide. Oh, I need to, you know, make him pay for that because he doesn't yeah. believe in other. That's pronouns. so unfortunate too, because I feel like I I hate it when people will just like automatically attack somebody for not understanding a certain thing because I think they're just totally missing out on an opportunity to really to educate somebody on that, you know. And that started with like the whole COVID thing. I mean, people were getting mad at other people for saying stuff just like really rashly, but they weren't really taking, they didn't really care. And then they wouldn't take the time to actually educate the person on something. And I think it's hard because, um, like people don't have like, you know, a lot of people don't have the patience to do that. But I think it just makes their case worse. Educate the person because I don't know, maybe the person didn't really understand. Maybe it was an older man. He didn't really understand, you know, other pronouns that people can identify as now. Yeah, for sure. Right. He could have just been making a joke, but he didn't know that it wasn't a harmless joke to her or, you know, but she didn't also have to take that as him making, you know, a joke on her. He just maybe didn't understand it. And if he didn't understand it, then she could have just, you know, told him like, oh, you know, these are my pronouns. Other people do have other pronouns instead of just like going in and jabbing the guy again. <laughs> mm. Oh, OK. So I lost a. Uh... Signal and stuff, but I, I think just I know what's going on. I know what you guys are talking about. That, that medical student is she a medical student or an intern? Yeah. Right, fourth, fourth, fourth year. year medical student. She's a fourth year medical student. 
Um, did she lose her? Like, did she get suspended or what? No, not from what I'm reading. Oh, okay. She just got backlash. Yeah, that the public. I'm sure oh, the school okay. didn't do anything about it, right? Um, uh, the school anything. probably the school doesn't say. Okay. I yeah. Mean, she apologized to the school or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's wait. She so backlash because <laughs> that I think that's horrible for her to do that. <laughs> she deserves. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How are you trying to like physically do that to someone just because they said something with their words? I mean, it's the same thing with you know Will Smith and whatever. He deserved that backlash because he you know physically hurt somebody. When there's yeah. other ways you can handle a situation, and Wait, I think so. What did she actually do? I forgot. Did she like? <laughs> uh, let me, sum- <laughs> let me summarize no, this no, stuff no. for you, bro. No, 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 no. I, I know, I know. You don't have to summarize the whole thing, okay? So she like poked him again on purpose uh-huh. when she didn't need to. So, so she essentially, I don't know. I, I let me let me read this part for you, okay? So she said, okay, she apologized to the school for her misguided post. Uh, the school shared an apology. So this is her her apology. I am writing this as an apology for a very responsible tweet that I sent on Twitter that I highly regret. Uh, for the event mentioned in the tweet, I was performing a blood draw on a patient, and during our conversation, they had shown dismay at my pronoun pin. I calmly share my thoughts about pronouns. So I guess she did kind of try to educate. I don't know if she did. I'm actually not, but this is what she did in the apology. And did not escalate the situation further. End of quote. The student chalked up her unsuccessful blood draw to quote my inexperience as a student but explained that her supervisor performed a second successful draw so during this encounter i never intended to harm the patient i understand how my misguided tweet read that i did intend to harm them as retribution so that was was in her apology uh, letter well we'll just take it as she was sincere about it which i'll give her that I'm not. I'm no. not giving her that. No. <laughs> I mean, no. I. I still, even like reading the apology, I still think she deserves the backlash because you're gonna have to know what people are gonna say when you post that kind of stuff on Twitter. She she was posting it so that she, she could. Get it. No, yeah, she personally wrote it like that to yeah. be like, oh yeah, I stepped up and right. showed a guy who's the boss for right. disrespecting the transgender community. Right. That's for why she. That's why she wrote it like that. It was unintentional. Yeah. It's not like. Yeah. She didn't. She because she didn't say. Oh yeah, actually, I didn't do the second poke because I couldn't do it. It was actually my supervisor who actually poked him. Um, <laughs> so that's why. No, but okay. That's why I'm calling BS on that. You know. But let me ask she, you this. Okay. Oh, so you're calling BS like she, the event on her un, no no that, on, that on her happened. unsuccessful oh. blood draw because of inexperience, and that her supervisor performed the second. Oh, so you think draw. that she? I think she did. She purposefully botched it. Sure. Yeah, she's personally botched it, and yeah, oh, yeah, you're right. Maybe she personally botched okay. it, and then her supervisor step in, or she actually actually. No, see, the, t- okay. Let me let me make it clear. There's two different things that might have happened. Okay, so one is she purposely botched it, right? So then the patient has to get pricked twice, or she's inexperienced, right? And then the patient has to get pricked twice, but then she's happy that that happened. You know. And then she posted it up. So what do you think happened? Do you think she botched it or the second one? It doesn't matter she, because her motive was still the same. That's why she posted it. Right, I know. Well, it does matter to me. I, I like the truth. Well, we can't <laughs> we can't get the truth because we don't have her on the podcast. 
This is just our interpretation of the truth. You can't have okay. the truth. Well, but you're right. You're right. It doesn't matter because at the end of the day, she still tweeted that. Right. And, and, and it made clear that her motive was like, well, he kind of deserved this, whatever, right? Yeah, I give um, him, retri- he deserved retribution, so I was the one that delivered yeah. justice to him. Right. But the truth is, yeah, we deserve the truth because if this were to go on trial, I don't know, like in front of a judge, the judge will give her a different sentence based on like, did you maliciously, purposefully, you know, botch this, or was it just in inexperience? You know, I, I'm just. But how can you even? <laughs> do that it just depends on what she says, right? I mean... You 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 have her do a hundred blood draws. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let's see how much you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It depends on her story. Like if she says uh, it's then that isn't that what they kind of have to listen to? You can't really yeah. prove that she did it on purpose, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a lie detector test, but that's oh, oh yeah, that's true. That lie detector. Now imagine you a patient, you read this. Mm-hmm. Not that patient, but just a patient, just the general public in general, and you read that. Mm-hmm. How would that make you feel? I'd be pissed. <laughs> Because, yeah. 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 That's unprofessional. That's unprofessional, yeah. you know. So. It, uh, I, for me, I, I, would, I, I would totally like increase my distrust in the medicine and like medical uh, providers. You know, like now like, people okay, already have people already have a great distrust in medical providers and doctors right. and nurses and stuff. Like it's not right. getting better, especially with COVID going on and everything. And this right. is this is just making it worse. Be like, oh, you know, look at these people. They like out just because they have the power to do what they want with us. They just want to, you know. Right hurt us and and for just because we like didn't agree with them about something or because we didn't fit their own agenda or something so yeah that's how i would feel if i was a public person reading this yeah no i agree i wouldn't trust fourth year medical students <laughs> I mean, you 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 work with so many medical students so you guys didn't know like uh, ashley is actually a medical assistant in a, a private practice and she works with so many medical students rotate through what first year Second year too, or just first year, first year, first, third yeah. year, fourth year too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So not second year, but like mostly first and third and fourth year, and she knows how bad <laughs> and experienced <laughs> medical students can be. It's I understand it's hard, you know, being a student in there, but definitely like when I have them come in and you know my doctor's like or my dad, my doctor, same thing. He was like. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, make sure they draw blood on a couple patients. I'm like, I don't want to put my patients through that, knowing they have like no experience. They could have just like done it on the fake arm or whatever, and they're here like drawing blood, which I it's, which is also sucky because then I'm not really giving them the opportunity. But I'd rather them do it on me because yeah, I don't want my patients to get hurt, and then they say something, and then you hear it from them, you know. So we always have them kind of practice on us first, just to make sure that. They're not going to do well. great harm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I would. if I had saw something like that, I would have been like, okay, something as simple as a blood draw, they're going to do that. They could be holding, like they could, you know, next time they're doing some kind of procedure with a scalpel or something like that. You never know, I guess. You just kind of have it in the back of your head. You're just like, man, should I really trust this person? Mm-hmm. Or then I guess you just keep your mouth shut. You don't really say anything <laughs> to make them upset. It goes back to our Hippocratic oath, right? First, do no harm. <laughs> so she broke it, and she tweeted it to the world to see. So do you no, think she deserved? 
technically, when you break your oath, you think you, she deserved to be suspended or expelled from the. So I'm reading yeah. this. I'm, I'm reading this burger. And actually, the school did leave. They put it on the leave of absence. See, yeah. it is. It's it's breaking the oath. That's pretty big. And I'm sure it's I not actually, like I'm, it's not like this doesn't happen. Like I don't want to scare the public, anyone who's listening to this. But you're scaring them. There's, there's people like this, you know, all the time. Like, like just because they're doctor doesn't mean they good people. Like I want people to understand that there's bad people in every profession. Doesn't matter how how uh, highly educated profession is and how uh, highly what was the term I'm looking for like integrity or um, respect, right? Prestige, not prestigious, but like honorable that profession is there's always gonna be bad people in those professions um, anywhere man and anywhere. like people people are people and people are bad um it's anywhere though yeah. you just gotta be careful but the problem is, <laughs> but i think what i learned from this one is that you gotta be careful when you post on like social media and stuff like you can't sure it's yeah. gonna ruin you for life yeah that's why i don't have a social media yeah <laughs> except, except this podcast is public except this podcast oh yeah i forgot you can't be careful about what you say or what no i'm just kidding i just um don't want to post what coffee i'm drinking and don't think that's interesting for the world to see but i do want the, the world to hear what i had to say in this podcast you know things that and i want to learn from you guys so um but i patty's been telling me to get it posting more on Instagram and stuff because she she tells me like it's a good way to look back and you know the past and see what you've done and it's 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 good to have but I'm like well I have my pictures on my album like on my phone you know it's the same thing so, I don't know maybe I'll post more on Instagram and stuff but. uh no, like I get what she's saying. If you that's like your way of like documenting what you guys are doing. Yeah, yeah. That that's how she uses it. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah sure, but at the same time, pictures also work the same way. I think that social media is fun because I'm not with you guys all the time. I don't really know what you guys are up to, and it's easy just for me to like text you guys and be like, "Oh, what are you up to?" At the same, but at the same time, if you post it on social media, and I'm like, "Oh, how cool!" Like On's back in Stockton, you know. He's He's oh. not in New York anymore. Or like, oh, Tin brought over Mochi the Tien, you know? Then it's just, it's just, I don't have to like um, talk to you guys to know like, oh, what you guys are up to, you know? Which I, I think it's fun. You can kind of see it that mm. way. It's easier that way. But yeah, you got to be careful about what you post about, obviously. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, you can have social media. Just keep it, I'm, just keep it private and be careful what you post when it's public. Right, right. Yeah. You still got to think about stuff before you do it. You can't just like willy-nilly just post whatever. But yeah, I like to see what right. people do. Wait, but that that only um, it only happens to people that have a lot of following, right? If you just have like a couple followers and they're all your friends, then you could say something that might be controversial or whatever and you won't get as much backlash, right? Yeah, just keep it, it might... private. But the problem is you don't know who your enemy is, you know? Technically, the people, technically. Who, the people who follow you, your friends, because they want you to know that's going to backstab you. Like, let's, say someone yeah. who's, let's say someone's like really jealous of you, all your success, man, and then like, they're like, oh, I'm going to screenshot all this stuff and send it to his residency. 
and so make sure oh. he doesn't get a residency or something. Who knows? You don't know Dang what man. kind of enemy you made in the past. Exactly. Yeah. You're scaring me even more. Yeah, you got lots of enemies, man. <laughs> Scary. Okay, you're not successful yet, so <laughs> no one's gonna be jealous. I, I'll count. I'll count on your social media argument with this. Actually, is that oh my gosh, man! Like social media is such a toxic. Now that I'm back on Instagram and Facebook, and I have all this time to kill, bro. Uh-huh. I'm spending so much time arguing with strangers <laughs> online. <laughs> because you're you that's because you love to be defensive and you love to attack people on this kind of thing but i don't do that i just like read it and i get informed that way i'm like okay i see people arguing i'm like oh my gosh that's crazy but i'm not i'm not the type of person to jump in and like oh you know say my part in it like i i like to like those things and i'll talk to other people about it for sure you know but i just it's just Total like a waste of time. See, no, see, this is something. No, let me let me tell you something I learned. Yeah, here it's gonna be. <laughs> so they, yeah, there's two type of people, right? One person is gonna like post a lot of stuff online, and then so and so like the best thing for your mental health, you write. You, you know, this is something I learned is that you like, argue with that person online or something, and just like this is getting nowhere. The best thing you can do is just put you absolutely right, and then turn off notification for that post. <laughs> Um, so that's what I'm gonna start doing from now on. But but this is a good point that someone else made was that. Wait, but you don't even have to say that. You don't have to say your. No, you don't. No, you right? don't have to. But that's just a way for I me to kind of end. That's just a way for me to kind of end it and put my last word in and make me feel a little bit better of myself. <laughs> okay, I guess. Um, but another person pointed out that look, if if this person is like you're trying to educate the masses, right? Like you're not. If you think about it in terms of you're not trying to convince this person. You're not trying to change this person's mind, but you you are. There's gonna be people who see your post and reading this whole debate on that post. Who is gonna change their mind? Let's say people who's in the neutral ground. They're kind of like, I'm not sure, you know, where I fall on. And they read through the arguments and they like, you know, this guy makes a lot of sense. So if you by doing that, you can kind of educate those other people. But yeah. you got to think in terms of you're not really debating with that guy. You're not trying to change that guy's mind because. He's not gonna change his mind, but you are gonna influence yeah, other, people. other people. So that that is a good argument that I feel like why. You yes, okay, <laughs> I, I do understand that because I would read it and be like, okay, yeah, I get it's coming from. I'm more, you know, more woke now or whatever. But at the same time, it also really depends on how you talk to the person too. Because sometimes I see you messaging people, <laughs> commenting on things, and just like just throwing it at them, and I'm just like. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be like <laughs> yeah no it does it does get the bets of me and i, I gotta admit i know i'm not proud of things i say now and then so uh, you get it, it's, it's definitely i sometimes need a detox <laughs> so you're one of those people huh because i do read the comments you actually never showed me some of these comments i know you try to screenshot some to show me i haven't had it I haven't seen it yet, but I see what Ashley's saying. Cause like, yeah, I do watch YouTube and I do go on social media and read comments and there have been heated debate on things. And I'm like, damn, these guys are really passionate about this stuff, you know? And I, I just read it for like, you know, popcorn, you know? It's like <laughs> <laughs> see, but that's, that's how you learn things, right? You're reading things. Now you get, you, now you get both sides of things. See, I get both sides. The problem, so, the problem course. I have with, because you don't want to create an echo chamber, right? And sometimes you need that other person to come in and give you a different point of view. 
A lot of people, yeah. uh, this is what people comment that yeah. I hate the most. It's like, hey, you don't like this post, you know, you know, don't look at it. Or like unfollow the page. If you don't like this this content you're seeing, don't don't look at it. But I'm like, that doesn't, you know, like you guys gotta see the other point of view. And that's why yeah, I follow I a lot. It, I yeah. follow a lot of polarizing things, you know, like I'll be like, yeah. I'll be following Ben Shapiro and I'm also following the Young Turks. Like two separate, you know, point of views. And I just think it's good for people to hear both sides of, of a situation rather than just one side. And if you don't have anyone commenting about the other side, you don't get that one side. Right. They're just on their soapbox and just going away at it. Yeah. They're on their what? They're just soapbox. on their soapbox and they're just going it's away. A soapbox. At it. I don't know that term. Or they're just. <laughs> they're it's just. Soapbox. It's, it's oh. like back then, like before people had stages, right? Like preachers uh, and, and like outdoor men, they would literally get a, a box of soap and they would stand on it to kind of elevate the platform and they could speak oh, to the public. Oh. <laughs> okay, okay, cool. I learned something every day. So now, now, now it's uh, considered like a podium, like get off your podium. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying because like, they hey, do... here's a good example that I watched, okay? So you. <laughs> You flex, you flex your right hand right now, right? And you try to, so try it. You can try it with me, okay? You can try to like move it to the left, like just your hand, not necessarily your arm. And you try to find, finally yeah. move it. So like, like fine tune it, right? You don't want to make too, just as little bit as possible, right? Okay. Now, if you push against it with your left hand, with your left hand, you push it against it. Now you can actually be very fine tuned with your movement. Then you didn't have your left hand pushing it. You guys know what I'm saying? You guys feel it? <laughs> like you, you just you have so much more control over shifting. Oh yeah, it to the it's, left. it's just like you know, it's like the karate thing. Yeah. So so <laughs> so my point is that you need both sides for you to kind of fine tune your thinking. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you 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 can't fine tune it as well just by just with one hand. Okay. I don't know if this is like good, but like I understand what you're trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I didn't. Oh, come this. on, you don't I feel it? This. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, no, we get it. But yeah, yeah. God, I got it. Good. That makes sense. <laughs> good example. Yeah, that's good. Sense. But just do it in a way that you know. No, you def- no, I, I definitely agree with you that <laughs> that <laughs> I'm not I'm not very proud when I say something. <laughs> I need to read the. I need to read these things. Oh, it's okay. And yeah. I think my it's- my wife, my wife, and my friends always like, yeah, you're gonna get canceled one day, bro. Yeah, I mean, I think because we're friends, I think it's funny. Like, I can read it, and I'd be like, oh my god, Tim's just doing Tim kind of thing. But if I were like a random stranger, and if I were reading <laughs> it, and I had read that, I'd be like, bro, I'm not listening to anything this guy is saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, that's, yeah, exactly. That's the danger of it. The way <laughs> you say it can also be off-putting right. like sure you can tell you can teach them the other side but the way you do it is so off-putting that they don't even like see it as like something that they can receive as yeah you know information it's like gosh this guy's just so toxic like yeah. they're both toxic i don't even know you know yeah. <laughs> and I think you have a lot of good information because you are very um you educate yourself on a lot of these things and i think it's important for you to talk to other people like that so work on your tone um 
What what is it that you guys was it you or was it my wife that, that said I have a was a it ar- argumentative tone argumentative, or face? Yeah, was that sure, yeah. was that you? <laughs> yeah, probably. You're very argumentative. Oh, and like nice. I do like having these conversations with you sometimes because I I learn a lot from it. But at the same time when you like attack and then you're just like I can't listen anymore to this because it, he's just yeah. yeah. Cuz it's like yeah. when you get in that way it's like you're not also listening to the other person. So you want to have this conversation when you guys are both listening to each other and both learning from each other. You're absolutely right. <laughs> I know. And then <laughs> sign off notification. <laughs> That's what Sin is doing to uh, me right now. Yeah, he is. He, he just silenced no, me. No, <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's good. <laughs> yeah, because there's literally days where I would just I would be scrolling and then I would find myself typing stuff. And I, I had to stop myself. I'll be like, wait, <laughs> I'm doing it again. I just get so I just have to delete other comments and just keep scrolling. There will literally be days where, with time where I just kind of like black down. Like, next thing I know, I was like, almost finished a whole paragraph of stuff. I'm like, oh, wait, what, what am I doing? Yeah. No, I think, I think what really helped me kind of like change it was, uh, you guys, you guys heard, you guys read that book, um, How to Not Give a, a Fuck, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I read that book a while back, mm-hmm. and I just have to kind of remind me again. It's like you, like in order to not give a fuck about something, you gotta find something else that you you know give a fuck about. So I think what happened to me was that you know, med school kind of ended. I have a lot all these free time in my hand, so I just <laughs> I I just been really like you know caring about these stupid things way more than I <laughs> usually do when I should be oh. channeling the energy to something else. So then what are you going to channel your energy into now then? I'm making music every single day. I'm back Oh, on. yeah? I'm producing. So, so remember I was on like a 30-day challenge to produce music every day. for a, But SoundCloud kind of shut me down because they make, they're making me buy a pro thing. So me, uh, so I, I, I started another YouTube channel for music. So I'm posting stuff on my music channel. <laughs> oh, have you posted What type it? of music? Just like What's lo-fi, the... trap, hip-hop. Yeah. Hey, I want to listen. Subscribe and uh and put on your study playlist. Where? Where did I see this? Uh, I'll send to you after the podcast. <laughs> I'll just search <laughs> up uh. So, so initially, I put my name as Tinnitus Music because I thought I was like, oh yeah, that's my station. It's kind of cool, you know. Tin is my name, and then mm-hmm. you know people kind of like call me Tinnitus and stuff in the hospital. And I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. Tinnitus Music would be cool. So because it's kind of like sounds and like you know music and stuff. So I thought that was a cool thing. And then when I, I finally put in, I uploaded stuff, and when I tr- tried searching up for Tinnitus music, there's actually a whole category of Tinnitus music. <laughs> like, literally music for people with tinnitus, that, with I didn't, tinnitus. That, that I didn't even think about. So now I have to change my name because otherwise I'll have to compete with all these like millions of views, Tinnitus music videos that mm, wow. just overtake everything. So right now you can just search me up, the only 10 music. <laughs> the only 10 music okay everybody listen to the only 10 music what is tinnitus music though i have no idea i didn't really listen to it. i was just i was upset <laughs> so i just kind of like locked off i was like man all these competitions oh my gosh yeah i think we try listening then let me know what it is <laughs> wait so are you singing is there Voice. I mean, eventually, I'm probably gonna be background. Eventually, I'm probably gonna be singing. Right now, I'm just making like beats and stuff. Cause I'm still, I'm trying to learn this new software that 
that I got in the laptop. So mm. it's a big learning curve for me. Okay. I'll, I'll listen to some of your music and see if I can make some lyrics. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. You rap over it. That'd be rap over it or something. Oh, my gosh. We played at your wedding. Yeah. We, can do <laughs> we still got to do the performance. We'll see if anyone notices that it's you, not a professional. They'll never know. <laughs> They'll never know. Was <laughs> <Is> that Eminem? <laughs> <laughs> how did Tim get? How did Tim get Eminem? Yeah. Um, let's kind of steer towards medicine a little bit. I saw something cool this. Uh, this week because like I, I my YouTube is like mostly like medicine stuff and I got this video on something called decellularization and recellularization. Have you, have you guys heard of those? No, was that? Terms? So like literally um, you can remove all the cells of let's say an organ like a like a pig's heart or something. Like you remove all the cell and all you have is just like this shell of like what it used to be, right? And then you can you can implant like the like a human cell and then they'll grow into that 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 heart, you know, and they'll fill that heart with like cardiac cells and whatever, because these are stem cells. And then legit just be like a heart. And then you can potentially, you know, have that as a heart transplant to whatever person that needs it you know are you so growing this in the, the lab or yeah you, you're doing it in a lab yeah so the first phase is the decellularized phase and then the second phase is the recellularized with the with the host stem cells you know so you have like this like basically a frame of the heart that you got from like a pig something so I don't know. I feel like this is the future of like transplant. I thought that was really neat. That is, There's a, uh, that's interesting. That's going to help a lot of people. You know, yeah. everyone's on the transplant list. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they started off with a grape. They removed all of the cells that is in a grape and they, they replaced it with like human cells. So it's like a, a meat, like a grape out of meat. It's pretty crazy. Um, that was interesting. <laughs> that's what i watch on youtube i know that's cool man yeah. that is cool are people gonna be okay with it <laughs> yeah I, I don't know i don't know would you like let's say you were waiting in like a kidney transplant for the past you know 10 years or something you've been doing dialysis for the past 10 years you know when you consider getting a kidney or you want to keep staying on dialysis until you get a human kidney instead because it depends how long you have mm -hmm. or like wait a lot longer yeah or like maybe you, not, you might not even get it before you die yeah yeah so and then also maybe like mm -hmm. insurance gonna move to the way where like oh you know you can't get you know you have this option now you have to take it mm. i do it i guess how does, yeah how does transplant lists actually work like you guys know is it actually just like the list that you go for like 
Like if you go to KBBQ, you put your name first and stuff. Like is that really how it works? Yeah, I think literally, and then they stratify yeah. it based on um like severity mm-hmm. and like age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like if a person is like a young guy is you know severely need a heart transplant, uh, need like a new liver right now because he like overdosed on ansets or something. Um, they probably move him to, like to the top of the list. So now he's gonna be like, literally, he's gonna get the next liver that's available, and he's gonna mm-hmm. cut out everyone on the list because he's a young guy, you know, high potential for a uh, long life, and he's probably not gonna kill himself again. Hopefully, so. Isn't that crazy though? There's a like a committee of people deciding, literally, who gets. Like, I mean, the, I the I would trust those people more you know, that's, than, that's... than the academy people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's true. I don't know, but you said it, everywhere, every workplace always has bad people. Yeah. Well, hopefully the people <laughs> that, that's in the committee, you know, doesn't have, they do yeah. lucky enough to not choose bad people in there. Is there like some formula or something they put in, like, to figure out that kind of thing? Or it's basically just like... No, like, I, I, I look, I had to learn this because, like, for inpatient and we refer someone for organ transplant like especially for someone who's like liver cirrhotic right mm-hmm. like they liver they need a new liver there's an actual criteria criteria for organ transplant i forgot what it was already it's like you have to have a melt score of this you got to have a diagnosis of this i forgot but like it's different for a person who has like autoimmune hepatitis versus someone who has like an all alcoholic liver cirrhotic you know so like it really matters in in terms of that. Like Tin said, they'll bump you up based on what you have, and as hospitalists or even outpatient care, like you need to know the criteria when you refer that patient um, to to be on the list. So, but I I don't know. That's something I need to. Oh well, no, learn. no you're, yeah. you're right. I mean, that so this criteria to be put on the list in the first place, like male criteria and stuff. So exactly, they yeah. gotta meet those criteria to be put on the list. I think, mm-hmm. like, the second part of that, I think, actually, I think that there could be some kind of algorithm like, behind the scenes, too, where they decide where to put them on the list, too. I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if it is. Um, to make it more objective, right? Yeah, like, make it a little bit more objective to help them choose yeah. the, but, the decisions. But who makes that list? <laughs> the, the algorithm that we who, just talked about. No, who makes the algorithm, though, right? So well, Hopefully it's evidence-based. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Um, trying to look at my ideas. What else I have? I thought you're gonna make videos on um, uh, talking or debunking medical advice on social media. He has. Have been. you? Have you? You Medi- have. Oh, medical advice. No, some... I, I haven't looked. You know, into oh. like you haven't looked at those. And stuff. Wait, weren't you doing something about debunking medical myths? Yeah, medical myths. That's for like uh, COVID stuff. Oh, it's just COVID stuff. Yeah. I mean, like the the latest video for that was that they found that uh you know COVID nineteen actually had the leads to not leads to it, but there's a correlation of increase in anorexia among teens. So, what really? Yeah. 
Wait, sorry, that's the myth you're debunking. That's not that's it's... not a myth I'm debunking. That's just some, <laughs> that's that's just new data that that, that shows that. Really? Uh, yeah, it's correlation, or... not causation, but you know, oh, it's a correlation. It's just a correlation okay. that they found. You know, within the past five years, there's no changes in the incidence of anorexia. But you know, as soon as COVID hit in 2019, they found it's a double the rate of uh uh the incidence of diagnosis of anorexia. Uh, and it's actually like worsening in like the severity of the anorexia and like an early earlier progression onset of anorexia. So. Why do you think that is? Not sure. Um, I think uh, the doctor was talking about kind of kind of give up thing. Maybe it could be the loss of structure. So like back then before they had to wake up early, eat breakfast, go to school, eat mm-hmm. lunch at school, go home, do what they do, eat dinner at home. But now you kind of lose the structure with online schooling. Now you wake wake up whenever you want. Uh, maybe your parents are not home to kind of like tell you when to eat. And right. like, kind of keep track of what you're eating. Because like if you went to school back then that's, and you have anorexia, you know, your friends can be like, hey, how come you're not eating? And you can have yeah. to like kind of eat or whatever, and I think just further exacerbate the eating disorder. And yeah, no one keeping you accountability. Um, That's true. And also just like the worsening of uh, the mental health issue that can exacerbate the eating disorder, like increased yeah. depression, and you know you're scrolling to TikToks a lot more, so you're looking at you're looking at all these like perfect figure bodies on TikToks, and you can have like body dysmorphia. So just yeah. All those things yeah. make sense to me. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I thought the obesity was <laughs> was the problem. I thought it was more cases of obesity in teenagers, but I did I didn't know or anorexia was a problem. I mean, yeah, on the rise. Yeah. So it's both on both ends, I guess. Anorexia I mean, and obesity. Yeah. I was gonna say. No in between. I was gonna say. And don't take this word, you know, for like makeup. I was gonna say, like, have you have you seen those videos of Tess Holiday, where she's got diagnosed with anorexia? She was like an, a plus size model. You know who Tess no. Holiday is? Yes, I I know who she is. Yeah. Yeah. You know who oh. who she is? Okay. Well, she's no. like a plus size model featuring like Vanity Fair and Cosmopolitan <laughs> and stuff. And she's mm. probably like I say like forty five BMI, bro. She's huge. Um, probably five six hundred pounds, lady and. Yeah, so the like, it wasn't recent anything. It was like a probably a year or two back, and she was that she literally came out. And she said, "Oh yeah, I'm diagnosed with anorexia," and I was like, "How? Like, isn't the criteria for anorexia is you gotta be BMI of less than eighteen point five? So, um, I don't know where I'm going with this. Oh yeah, because <laughs> cause you were saying, oh like it's increased obesity and this increased anorexia. Yeah. So I was gonna say like, oh, just because you're obese doesn't mean you can't have anorexia, but I'm gonna take that back because. <laughs> I, I honestly believe that the criteria for diagnosing anorexia gotta be BMI less than 18.5 and you can be obese yeah. and have an eating disorder yeah, so like caloric restriction and stuff but I don't think you can be diagnosed with anorexia if you're obese again I'm not a medical expert <laughs> the, no, the, the, the the D- I haven't looked yeah. at the DSM-5 but may, maybe they changed the definition for anorexia with the DSM-5 you know Maybe, yeah. Because I know that they changed a lot, a bunch of things when they came out with the new DSM-5 module. And, you know, for good or for bad. I don't agree with everything that they changed on. But again, I'm just a 14 medical student. Oh. When someone in a... Oh, it says when someone in a larger body 
restricts their eating in a harmful way, it may be diagnosed as atypical anorexia. Okay, so oh, yeah, it's atypical wow. too. Yeah, it's underrecognized and widely perceived to be less severe than anorexia nervosa. So, so I'm thinking of anorexia nervosa with BMI less than eighteen point five. Yeah, so the different. Interesting. Where were you going with that again? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because I was saying I thought that there was an increase in obesity in teenagers because of like lockdown and COVID and everything. Right. I didn't think I didn't think the other end of the spectrum, anorexia nervosa, was actually increasing as well. So. Yeah, I mean it makes sense when you're like put in an environment where you're just like kind of alone by yourself. All you have to do is like your look at your social media and all that. Uh, that's definitely gonna mess with your mental state. And you have more time to kind of try to, yeah. No, that makes sense. Right. Yeah. But when you're locked down, you're indoors, all you can do is eat, watch TV. You know, that's what I would do, eat. <laughs> but I don't know. No, you can work out. It's cool eating workout program. You can watch it on YouTube. That's why it's, it's like a boom. It's like a boom dude in in youtube home workout uh yeah covid19 people got massive followers they made a bunch of money just with like workout programs and stuff it's crazy we fell in yeah oh you did it <laughs> you did chloe ting you yeah. both did yeah we all did chloe, <laughs> we did chloe ting we did uh lily sabre <laughs> we did whitney simmons simmons yeah it's just easy to do it at home. I think it's nice that you don't have to go to the gym because that also takes a lot of time out of your day too. Yeah, very efficient. Who are you working out with nowadays, Tin? Just me and myself. Oh, who's spotting? You're just finding random people to spot yeah, you. Yeah, just ask random people in the gym to spot me. Make sure I don't die. You working out at the apartment complex gym? Or? No, I'm working at the school's gym. Oh, yeah, cool. I just. They have a yeah, I just used Ting's uh, ID to Art. swipe myself in. So, are you working with other students then? <laughs> I mean, working it's out not, with. Yeah, I mean, there's other students there, but it's it's usually not that crowded when I go for some. Reason. I don't think a lot of people. I don't think a lot of people use it. <laughs> Too busy studying. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, like I remember back in like when I was UCI, I wish I had used the Arc more, dude. Like UCI Arc, dude, definitely one of the best. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Dude, I would go there and play basketball a lot. That was fun. There's so many people there all the time, though. It's very intimidating. <laughs> I sure. met Joseph Vincent there. You did? Yeah. I got him to sign something out of my wallet. I didn't have any paper. I was like, just sign this. It was just like a <laughs> random receipt or something. <laughs> Wait, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. He was playing basketball, friends. Like in the far left court, I was playing in the uh -huh. middle. I was like, wait, that guy looks so familiar. <laughs> He's playing with the, you know, what, what's that tank top where it, like it's ripped, like all the, like the sleeves are ripped all the way to like his hips. Yeah, he's wearing that. I don't know why I noticed that. That's weird. <laughs> but yeah. I, I, I saw Kobe there too. Yeah, I went. I went to the Arc a lot. I used, I used it not to work out, but to play basketball. Just play basketball. Yeah, it was a, it was awesome. 
That was like one of the best things of UCI. <laughs> With the arc. Yeah, I should have used it more often. Wait, didn't you have like your dance practices? Not uh, art, uh, you had it like. Sometimes we have it there, yeah. No, but I wish I, I wish I knew how to work out sooner, because I think like when I was younger, my form of exercise was like dancing or like cheer and stuff like that. But I didn't really know like workout exercises until I started working out at home during COVID. So like when I was in college and stuff, it was just like our form of workout would just be like we do cardio every once in a while, just like running around on ring road. Um, but we wouldn't really do like 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 weighted exercises. We do like we'd work out abs, uh, yeah. but not like actual like, uh, like resistance training, you know, weightlifting. Not a lot. Yeah. I mean, maybe like a little bit here and there, but most of the time we wouldn't really do workouts. We just like dance and that would be our form of workout um but i wish i just knew about this or like started earlier but i guess it's not too late now but <laughs> just to take advantage of this is there i feel like there's a there's like a pretty big boom of like just working out and or is it just social media but i feel like when i was in college and high school i didn't think it was such a big thing <laughs> like girls working out like girls doing squats like girls yeah. working out in the gym in general i don't know was that always a big thing in the older generation or is it just our generation you know um maybe a long time ago there were different ways for girls to work out like you know yoga or pilates was super popular but now I think it's getting more common for girls to do weightlifting and like different kind of workouts, you know? Yeah. To do similar workouts as guys. They don't have to just stick to like bar work or Pilates. Right. Yeah, because I'm curious about that because I know when I was in high school because I was on the basketball team, we would have like our gym. We would work out there. But like the... I don't know if, like, the girls' team really used any of the weights. Or I could be wrong. I have horrible memory. But <laughs> nowadays, nowadays, I feel like it's a lot more... Common. You know, common, yeah, to have girls doing basically the same thing that guys are doing, even lifting more, you know? It's interesting. I'm curious if that yeah. was always the case or I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I can't Maybe, say... Yeah. I mean, really do you think it's because of the, the the push for you know equality between men and women? Yeah, exactly. So I was thinking of that. Like, I don't know. I guess I could ask my brother. No, my brother isn't that much older because like, he went to the gym when he was like in high school. And I don't know. I think maybe before girls were scared to try out different kinds of workouts. I think you know. I think it's because of the advance in. A scientific knowledge of working out like you know bodybuilding and, and powerlifting and stuff and people realize that because mm -hmm. i think the stigma before was if you if you lift heavy or if girls start touching any weight they will like, just balloon up and look like a crazy bodybuilder that's like super pokey right. and a lot of girls don't like that but i think as uh uh knowledge grow more in the lifting community because i think you know even back then Arnold Schwarzenegger um the 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 science behind 
working out hasn't really been figured out yet. No one really studied it, just like sports medicine and you know uh, kinesiology and stuff. It, it's only mm-hmm. the the science is pretty new. Um, a lot of studies that come out with the like, effective reps range and everything, and uh, how to like effectively grow muscles scientifically. Like that's a big trend recently. So I think just as people learn more about it, you know, girls realize, oh, you know, I I can work out without looking like a crazy bodybuilder or something and still look good. And I think right. that's what kind of push it a lot of girls towards that working out again. And I think just with the the rise in social media too, mm-hmm. um, a yep. lot more social fitness influencers can yep a lot can show you okay. that you you can look really good by working out. Yeah. But I think that's definitely has been a it's definitely because of a big trend and because of the obesity epi- epidemic. So there's a big shift towards you know fitness and being healthy and staying fit mm-hmm. and looking good and feeling good and all that stuff. So because the obesity yeah. epidemic's only recently rise within the past probably thirty years or something. Wow, it's only been thirty years. <laughs> the obesity epidemic. Oh. Yeah, when we were born, it just started. Yeah. So maybe it's that's interesting. Do, oh yeah, that has is. something to do with us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's interesting. That's, that's, uh, that's our generation. Me, uh, I'll probably make a YouTube video about it. But like obesity medicine and obesity, I read this book and it just kind of like changed my view on obesity. So we can talk about it in the next podcast. But um, essentially, you know what? Sneak peek is that you know? Remember back then, Ashley, I was like, oh, you know, you just gotta carries in, carries out, and. You know, just make sure you don't eat too much and work it out, and you should be good. You need to lose weight, but that's actually not true. Um, obesity is more than than just the calories, and it's actually a hormonal problem. So, something new I learned. All right, man, you wrap this up. It's been an hour and forty minutes. Really? What? Oh, okay. Well, that's all, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Um. Remember, this is the Medicine and Culture Podcast with Tin and On. And today, our guest, Ashley, thank you for coming. It was amazing to have you. Please come back next time. <laughs> um, remember, guys, we're on Apple Podcasts. Please subscribe if you haven't. Also, check us out on YouTube as well, right? Yep. Um, and yeah, tune in again next week. We'll talk about the obesity uh, epidemic and uh, it's a hormonal thing and uh, more on on culture as well. We'll try to catch up more <laughs> this week. <laughs> <laughs> Not just Will Smith, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right. yeah.